Welcome to SADCAST, the podcast for working creatives. This is episode 51. I'm your host, Pamela Rooney's creative director and co-publisher of the physical magazine SADMAG. So I often get asked how I do my full-time job and also SADMAG and also freelance. And though I can't recommend this way of living, I find it really hard not to be working. I'm someone who is compelled to work. Not because I love it so much. In fact, I am a world-class complainer. Uh, I think I'm just really like chasing that feeling of when like a piece really works out and I'm happy with it, which is so rare because of my perfectionism. Um, I have a hard time saying no to work because I see the potential in any project to be an opportunity to do something good. Well, okay, no, scratch that to feel good about myself for making something good. I've been accused of being arrogant. However, I'm my own worst critic and I'm reminded of this quote from Girls, uh, I think it was like season one, when Hannah and Marnie are fighting and she says, no one could ever hate me as much as I hate myself. So any mean thing someone's going to think to say to me, I've already said it to me about me probably in the last half hour. And you know, I had to Google that to get, get it verbatim and it's already been made into one of those like Pinteresty type posters and it's just heartbreaking. I mean, how many people are living like this, you know? I can't help but wonder if I felt better about myself, I could learn to like relax and not take on so much. But then would I be where I am today if I did do that? So I have no answers for you. <laughs> I'm just thinking out loud. Anyway, let's simmer on that. Uh, today on the show, we have the lovely Dina Delbuchia, who you may know from hosting our last two issue launch parties. Dina's a writer and a poet, and her new book, Don't Tell Me What to Do, comes out next month. And if you want to get a copy before anyone else, come out to the book launch Tuesday, September 26th at 7.30 at Shenanigans on Robson. I've never been there myself, but I'm picturing lots of flair, which makes total sense. Here's my chat with Dina. We're just going to chat. So um, you wrote a book, and this is not your first book but it's your first what what would you say novel like you normally do um this poetry yes yeah, this is my first my first fiction fiction yes and how I wrote a fiction you wrote a fiction <laughs> can you tell I'm I mean an I academic? think no, I think not. yeah I think poetry's <laughs> poetries are also fiction yeah and yeah they're just they just have a different animal. structure they have a different yeah genre would you consider yourself a poet or a writer, or just both? I just consider myself an entertainer. No, I can <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, I just consider myself a writer, yeah. I think. Yeah. Keep it easy. Uh-huh. When you but say I think that? people really want to identify you as a poet when you yeah. write poetry. And I love also identifying as a poet. Yeah. You don't feel any, like, weird stigma? No. Being a, no. Okay. It's great. Also, with poetry, you can be so much more anonymous because it's so less read. Mm. You can kind of just do what you want. That's true. That's true. No one's, no, not that anyone's really coming f- for you with short stories, but people are really not coming for you <laughs> if you're writing poems. If they came for you, I mean, wouldn't you be kind of excited though a bit? Like, hey guys, what's up? I baked a pie. Do you want a piece? Yeah. They, they, they will want a piece. I hope they do. Oh yeah, for sure. Just a, just a slice. A little. I got to save some for me for breakfast. That's true. Uh, waking cake, my favorite thing. Oh, I've never called it that, but that's the best. Right? Cake was my first word. Really? Oh yeah. 
There's controversy over what my first word was. I'm unsure. What do you th- what, what? My grandma said that I said the word pink, but at like six months. Mm. So it's very suspicious. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Eh, I don't think that's true. Probably not like a conscious word. No. It, just anything. Saying things. Yeah, exactly. That's I a- always like to know what someone's first word is, but then I'm shocked at how many people don't know or their parents d- don't remember. Oh, is that your first word? <laughs> he goes like, I'm trying. Is that your first word? This cat's great. Always ruining a podcast. No way, making it better. <laughs> this is really enhancing the, okay. the cat cast now. Okay, good. All right. Nico lives. I love how vocal Nico is. I know. She just wants to be a part of it. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> back to writing. Yes. Uh, so you wrote a fiction. Yeah, I wrote a fiction. And what made you do that? I mean, you sort of, well, you wrote a book with Daniel, but that was still poetry. Correct? That was. Yeah. So what made you make this leap? I didn't really make a leap. I actually have been working on these stories for longer than all of the poetry books I have really? written. Yeah. So they started like years ago? Years ago. ago. But I was just real slow at making them happen. Didn't. Didn't you like go back like every so often and be like, this sucks now. Let's start over. Or? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Some of the stories are totally different. Okay. From their original form. Like the oldest story in the book is now the longest story. And it originally had a male protagonist and it was totally super different and didn't explore anything interesting at all. <laughs> so what made it makes it the same story? <laughs> There's like a central plot yeah, yeah, point yeah, that yeah. makes it the same story. But yeah. otherwise, no. Yeah. Wow. Not at all. Yeah. Where do you get the ideas from? Are you are you someone that like keeps a like notebook and you're just like, oh, that'd be a good story? Sometimes I have a notebook. I mean, again, this is, you know, from more analog times where we didn't have phones. Mm-hmm. So some things I were, you know, ideas written into my phone. But some things, yeah, are a lot older where I had my little notebook. And sometimes if I'm at home, I'll just grab my laptop and be like, here's an idea. I'm not going to worry about what this is going to turn into. I'm just going to like create a new document, mm-hmm. write some stuff in it, save it. How many of those just are there? So many. Yeah. But I think that's great. Yeah. Like if I want to come back to any one of them at any time, that's good. Yeah, definitely. Were there some like uh, like anachronistic things that happened in these stories since it was five definitely, years ago? Definitely. Oh, some of them, like one of the s- stories is like 16 years old. Oh my God. That's when it started. So things have changed. So, so yeah. It's all pagers. And <laughs> yeah. Everyone had like 50 pagers yeah. and they were so many pairs of stonewashed jeans. And yeah. 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 Very good. So some stuff right. has been updated, but some stuff hasn't. Well, that's in right now. Yeah. And some stories take place in a more urban environment and some take place in a small town environment. And some small town environments are very not as up to speed. Right. On all yeah. this stuff. So it doesn't matter. So it, it kind of doesn't kind matter. Of any time. Yeah, and I agree with you. Like, everything is sort of in now. Yeah, definitely. But especially the 90s. Oh, yeah, you can you can really get away with a lot of 90s. Yeah, like, and then how are the... Are you comfortable with the 90s being back? Sure. You're into it. I mean, I don't know. That's when I was a kid. So, yeah, yeah I have actual nostalgia for it. I mean, I can like bell bottoms and things all I like, but I didn't live then. No. So... Yeah, I agree. feels a bit, like, inauthentic, but to like stuff from the 90s... I don't know. Or also, I like to be able to wear things that I wasn't quite old enough to wear. Right. And then now I'm like, I can wear this as much as I want. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, yeah, all the crop tops of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, for sure. I was. I did kid. wear crop tops in the 90s. I, you know, I remember a CK1 shirt that was mm-hmm. like, just, just. Was it loose? Yeah. Yeah. 
With like baggy Like a boxy CK1 shirt. Yeah, with baggy. If you wear that today, you are so in style. Yeah, you're very cool. Yeah, 100%. Um, Yeah, that Lisa Left Eye Lopez Mm -hmm. look. She had a great look. R.I.P. Great look. Mm. Sad. Left eye. uh, Yeah. So (laughs) do you have a favorite story from your book that you can tell us about? I mean, I do feel very fond, like, I have fond feelings for the one story that I was talking about. That, yeah, the longest one? Yeah, that started 16 years ago, yeah. and now is this very long, robust story. I mean, how old... Okay, well, now I'm going to give away your age. But That's how fine. how old were you I, when you started it? started it? I was in my early 20s. Great. Yeah. It doesn't make you cringe? Like, uh, no. 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 You're just a good writer. I mean, I just... There's tons of other stories, though, that I wrote then that didn't make it anywhere yeah right yeah, yeah. but that one always had something there was I uh, yeah I kept going back to it so yeah. it's actually based on a story from my town where I grew up where did you grow up I grew up in Fruitvale British Columbia oh I read that yes, yeah I did. yeah you're like I have the press release <laughs> I have the press release I know what happened Fruitvale <laughs> yeah it's so cute sounding it's it does sound cute where and it? it is in some ways very cute yeah and like trail Fruitvale trail area other, yeah, like Montrose is another little village in there. Fruitvale's actually a village. Wow. So there's all these little towns. Were you like, I can't wait to get out of here? Of course. Yeah. 100%. And, and now are you like, I wish I could live there? No. No, okay. <laughs> I just, I think small towns are great. And if people want to live there, that's cool. But like, I just want to be able to order, you know, pizza at 11 p.m. Yeah. And like, not have to drive a car all the time. And, and have everyone know you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like there's so many things. I just really like convenience, and I feel like yeah, small towns offer maybe a more quiet contemplativeness, but then also, yeah, everyone knows your business. Mm-hmm. People are up in your shit. Yeah, that's annoying. And you just don't have the variety of humans that yeah. you could and like, interact with. I'm and sure it's not that there aren't good people there. Of course there are. No. And my family still lives there, and lots of people that I like still live there, and I do visit them. For sure. Yeah. But then, like, to be a, a good writer, like, you need to have a lot of experiences. So you – or do you? I don't know. I guess – I don't can, know either. I think yeah. you just need to have maybe a more empathetic mind mm. about, like, what different people are experiencing. Yeah. Like, I was never a, you know – teen girl who slept with a bunch of old dudes and then stole a bunch of toonies from some guy. Are you worried people might think it's autobiographical? No, but I'm fine if they do. I would love to take credit for something that cool. Like, I've never done anything that cool. Oh, man. Or badass. That's a very badass Oh, so move. you're just writing your own story. I'm like, I hope people uh, think I do, this. honestly, sometimes when I'm writing, whether it's fiction or poetry, feel like everything is fantasy to me because I'm like, oh, if I could really, like, do some stuff or I put myself in the character's yeah. brain stem and I'm like, yeah, this is what I would do. Yeah, for sure. Or this is what they should do as the character, but also me. Yeah. Yeah. So you feel like pretty close to like the protagonist of each of your stories? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Or I at least want to understand them in mm-hmm. some way mm-hmm. so that I can see where they're going. What's more fun to write though? Like a protagonist or like a villain? I think what you want to do is have your characters be more complex, yeah, and have it all in exactly. In them. Like some people might be like, "What a little brat! Why did she steal all that guy's stuff?" And you hope that throughout the story, you've given enough so that You're people like, are like, oh, "I really had... understand why she needed to get away and like do this shit." Right. right yeah. Right. Right. Can I swear on this? Because yeah, I already did. Yeah. Great. I just put that explicit. Yeah, that's what mark. we do. 
I just, on our podcast. I just put it on Every all of episode. Them. I just put it on all of them. Cause so I, do I. I'm sure I swear. I think two we didn't. Okay. In total. From like that's just and almost then what? 50 episodes. Like some kid with some privacy lock thing is like, oh, there's two. I, I can't wait to listen to these. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to listen to these people talk very seriously about literature <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. I doubt any children are listening. Nope. I doubt it. It's, yeah. How long's the podcast been going on? We started it in, what is wrong with my brain? 2014. Wow. And still going? Yeah. Is Dan, are you doing it like cross? We um, recorded some before (laughs) Daniel left. Yeah. He's in LA right now. And I've been having a guest host and might have some other guest hosts um, in his absence. So Jen Su Fong Lee, amazing writer and... She's done broadcasting on CBC and is just really great. Oh, good. Has been, yeah, my co-host, and it's been a good, really good experience. Yeah. Is, how has it been different? Like, obviously. We have a totally different dynamic, obviously, and also we're both too much more like extroverted people in a way. Yeah. Like you, we're two Leos yeah. in a room oh, yeah. with other people. Oh, my. So, yeah, just like <laughs> hair and claws. <laughs> That's and a Daniel's a Scorpio, vibe. so he's more of like a contrasting but complimentary. Right. And sometimes the three of us have done interviews as well, which has also been great. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's really fun. I like three people interviews, actually. Yeah. They, they clip along really nicely. They do. Yeah. And you're, I mean, even when we have multiple guests, we had an episode a couple months ago where we had multiple guests. Everyone's asking questions and talking and... It does become more conversational. Mm-hmm. It's not like the traditional radio interview yeah, where yeah. you're kind of in the hot seat being yeah. fed questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you feel constant pressure to be super insightful and intelligent and not say anything stupid. Yeah. Like, if you do, you'll say something else great again later because you have time. Yeah, to think about it. Hopefully. Exactly. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah, not everyone's just <laughs> silent. Yeah. Oh, man. Have you ever had someone on that you thought would be great and then they're just like... I've, I mean... I think anyone who's interviewed anyone, especially like, you know, audio visual. Yeah. There's been a person. Yeah. There's definitely been people that I've talked to where I'm like, oh, I don't know how to get in there. Yeah. What's your Like, sh- I don't know. Do you have a trick? To- <laughs> no. Tell I just usually <laughs> hope that you ask enough questions and make them feel comfortable enough. Yeah. That they're going to want to say some stuff. Yeah, well, or at the very least, yeah, want to be engaged. Yeah. But I think sometimes some people are just going to be way more guarded than others. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you just chip with a podcast. You have more time, though, so you could chip away. Yeah, a well, little bit more. Well, except for I don't know about your podcast. Oh, but let's I don't, talk about. I, I don't edit my podcast. You don't edit it. Yeah, we do edit. <laughs> yeah, which is probably why it's better. <laughs> oh, that's not true. Sadcast is great. Ringing endorsement for a sadcast. Thank you, and I'm not pointing a gun at you at all. Just put that put that on the website. <laughs> yeah. Pot. Barely famous podcaster <laughs> compliments podcast. <laughs> Just like, yeah. I feel good about it. That's nice. I'm happy to. I'm happy to say that. Okay, great. Yeah. Good, good, good. Do oh. you have limited bandwidth? Who? How's your? What's your hosting situation? Uh, yeah, it's not like unlimited or anything. Yeah, we don't have unlimited either. Otherwise, we could do more episodes. Yeah, no, no, but no, I couldn't do more episodes because I don't have the time. The time is the other problem. Yeah, I feel like I could potentially handle two a month and that would be enough like every two weeks maybe I could do it that's my like attempted plan we did that for a while and it just ended up being we couldn't manage it but I'd like to get back into a routine eventually of doing that again yeah the thing is like no one cares so it's like you can do it sometimes and I try to oh yeah sometimes we do a bonus episode that's like a shorter one right so it's less of like an actual episode we'll be like here's a fun bonus that's 
yeah, 25 yeah. minutes or 30 minutes instead of an hour or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, what's the right length, too? Now we're just talking about podcasts. That's fine. <laughs> we're talking about everything that's important. Every, uh, everything's important all the time. Yeah. Let me ask you a writing question. Back all right. Writing. I'm ready. Um, so when you are writing, like, do you like to be in, like, silence? Are you, like, a writer that goes to, like, Starbucks? Like, what's your I situation? do not. I am not a coffee shop writer at all. Yeah. Step one. Coffee is disgusting and I don't like being around it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I actually, one of the only times I truly enjoy being alone and like, um, feel comfortable. Like I'm, I am. I'm an extrovert. I really do like socializing. Mm-hmm. But when I'm writing, I love being alone. Yeah. So I actually do sometimes find it distracting to be in another place. Yeah. So I like, that's why I write in the morning. It's super yeah. quiet. Yeah. Sometimes it's actually dark out yeah and you're wow. just kind of with your own thing well in the winter time okay it's it's dark forever okay you're not like getting up at five in the morning no sometimes i'm getting up at five you? in the morning yeah it depends if i'm like working on something and i need to get it done for sure yeah but How i disciplined also are you? i'm are not you writing every that day discipline no if i'm working on something i will have more of a schedule yeah but like right now i haven't written in like a couple months and you feel fine that's fine well i mean i will again finish this yeah book. i mean you and can I've, have a break yeah I'll like write notes on something or whatever, but I'm not actually working on a project intensely. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you had any uh, regrets with the book since it's come out? Like, have you looked at it and been like, oh, well, I it hasn't have. physically come out yet. Like, this is just the. Oh, that's right. Like, the advance. Oh, this so, isn't the real copy that says advance. That says advance. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that will feel different, and I probably will. Yeah. There is some stuff too in it where I'm like, oh, should I have taken that out? Is that too much? whatever should that character have said this like I think everyone thinks that yeah with my other books I've felt the same thing yeah I'm like why didn't I write this instead or why didn't I like write an even creepier Bill Cosby poem like (laughs) you know we all have our regrets yeah but you're you're good with it like does it keep you up at night or not yet not yet I feel like what keeps me up is other weird stuff where I'm like what if people review it and hate it or then you're like what if no one reviews it so you're just like whatever yeah, just put it out there. Yeah. Are your expectations low, would you say? I would say they're average. Yeah. I mean, I've worked in so many areas of like the book industry that you just kind of, I think, I'm I think sure that's it's helpful. Be great. But I think that's helpful to sort of help you manage your expectations and kind of have an idea of what could happen yeah. versus what normally does happen with other people's books and yeah, yeah, with yeah. most books that come out. And, yeah. Are you going to go on like a tour? Yeah. Uh, hopefully Daniel will be returning in the fall and um, I'm doing some events in Calgary. Nice. So uh, Calgary listeners, I'm going to be in Calgary Giddy on up. September 7th <laughs> doing a talk at the Mount Royal uh, Library. They're opening their new library. Nice. And I'll be doing a presentation there and then I'm doing a book launch at Shelf Life Books, which is an amazing bookstore in Calgary. Awesome. It's so, so, so nice. I believe we're stocked there. Oh, like I'm going to check when I go. I'm going to look. I think we are. That sounds really fun. And I'll be high-fiving the Shelf Life people. Yeah. So I'll be doing a book launch there, and I'll be reading with Nikki Reimer and Shannon McGuire and Larissa Lai. Aww. It's going to be a sweet afternoon uh, event on a Saturday. That's fun. And then hopefully we'll just go straight to happy hour. Oh, yeah. That's my goal that for that. That really good. Yeah. And I mean, I'm also going to visit my brother and my sister-in-law, my nieces. Convenient. But also, all of the, yeah, all of these things are going to happen. Yeah. Calgary, get ready. And then I'll be in Toronto and Montreal, like, end of October, beginning of November. So you're also a teacher, though. Yeah, I'm teaching. A a, I teach a class. Excuse 
excuse me. I do. I teach a class. I'm yeah. an instructor. I'm an adjunct. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it is adjunct professor is what it says. Yeah. It should say instructor. Well, it's fine. What sounds better to you? I mean, it all sounds fine. Okay. Well, but then how does that work? You're going to be going away or you just say, see you later. See I'll you later. only be missing one class. Okay. So I'm working that out. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. How do you, um, does that like burn you out a bit or talking about writing and then like writing at night? Is it too much? No, I feel like I talk about this all the time, but I feel like what actually burns me out the most is my day job. Oh, really? Because I want to do all the other things so badly and feel guilty about being behind sometimes Yeah. that I actually sometimes am resentful of the thing that like allows me to pay to be alive. (sighs) But I, I (laughs) I feel like, again, this probably comes from like, you know, being a person who likes attention and craves that. And then, you know, you do your job and that's not necessarily what it's about, but all these other things kind of are. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, no, I want to do those things that make me feel great. Yeah. 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 So that is my sort of thing that I have to contend with. Right? Like you want to be full-time writer only. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I have medical benefits and they're great and I don't want to lose them. I I hear you. Yeah. They're really important. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I'm going to the dentist tomorrow. I don't have to pay for that. It's great. I love that. That should be really included with your MSP though. It should. I feel like... We have new provincial government. Maybe things will change. I mean, it, it'd be hilarious to complain like in the States about that. Oh, for sure. Why can't Why yeah. we have dental? They're like, oh. Or at the very least, even if your cleanings were paid for, you know, like something yeah. that's more basic. Preventative. To your, exactly. Like to your general health. Yeah. If your teeth are being taken care of. But yeah, your teeth can like kill you. If you yeah. have a bad infection. As someone who had a really fucked up abscess, I will tell you, it was <gasps> very terrible. Oh, no. Yeah. Shit. And, and it came on super fast. I made an appointment because they knew it was. Mm-hmm. And I had start, just started antibiotics, but it was too late. Like, I had to go to the ER. Fuck. Yeah, man. See, this is what happens. It's very serious. It Go- can be very government serious. Government of Canada, if you're listening. Government of Canada. BC government. Very important. Figure it out. Oh, my God. We need our teeth. Seriously. Um, what How do you expect us to eat those things in the Canada Food Guide or whatever? Exactly. <laughs> Got to clean those chompers. Yeah, man. Got to get them ready. Um, what are, who are some other writers in town that we need to know that you Oh my you God. Love? I'm sure that everybody knows all the great writers in town. You know, you just uh, name some. Sure. You've got Amber Don. Yeah. Of, of course. course. Daniel Zamparelli. Of course. Huge, huge favorite. Yeah. Uh, Adele Barclay. Uh-huh. Barclay. Adele Barclay, who I ran into yesterday and we got ice cream and it was the most delightful experience. Oh, nice. Yeah. All these people. Uh, Jen Sukfan Lee, my co-host, of course. Yes. Huge, huge fan. Nancy Lee. Awesome. Amazing, amazing See, writer. I need, we need to get these people inside. Yeah. Like, some of them have been. Some of them have been, yeah. yeah. I have, I'm have. i in a writing group, but everyone in this writing group is so amazing. Oh, yeah. I love that. And we're all different ages and writing different types of things. And you just go and like read your stuff? Yeah, we go. We read our stuff. We talk about it. We've been meeting for since 2004. Wow. Yeah. And same, same yeah. group. Yeah. So it's Nancy Lee, John Vina, uh, Carol Shabin, Judy you, McFarlane. How does it feel to Carrie get- Cordling. Who else is there? Sally Breen, Denise Ryan, all these great people. Denise Ryan, also amazing journalist, writes for the Vancouver Sun. Love this. Yeah. And it's so, so, so great. And 
do you feel like comfortable giving like super honest feedback? I mean, by this point, you know them. Of really course. Well. Yeah. I think initially it was kind of getting used to each other. And I think for anyone that wants to start a writing group, it's going to be awkward no matter what. Yeah. Even if you're friends with those people, it's going to be a different dynamic. Are there fights? No, there's never been any fights. That's good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Hang out with, like, good, responsible adults. Yeah. Yeah. Just know you're trying to help. Oh, uh, Allie Blythe. I could keep listing writers forever. That's so good. Kayla Saga. I'm going to re-list Jillian Christmas. Write them all down. Oh, Jillian. Jillian Christmas. Uh, Yeah, I I feel overwhelmed with, like, just wanting to shout. That's something that I feel like on our podcast I want to do more. Like, I want people to say the names of the people they think are great or they think that are up and coming. Like there's tons of young writers now who are writing stuff that, you know, haven't even had books published. I'm this week doing a fundraiser for Rahila's Ghost, which is a new chapbook press. And all of the writers they're publishing are amazing. And it's run by amazing writers. So good. Yeah. Danny Zhao. How do you feel about Megan Jones. Jake Byrne. He's from Montreal, but also great. Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Mallory Tater and Curtis LeBlanc. Adele is involved. Um, you have a very good memory. Shazia uh, Ramji Hafiz. Who else is on that team? Anyway, they're all great. But yeah, all these young writers that are super exciting. Does that stress you out? The young no, I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's good. I love. That's healthy. <laughs> yeah. Like anything with energy, I'm just like, yes, more of this. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel also, I'm going to be child. I'm like a childless person. Like, hopefully they will maybe like take care of me. I don't know. Hey, guys, right. help me out when I'm real old. Right. And I'm in like the old writer's home. You can mentor someone. Yeah, enough. for sure. Yeah. yeah. You got to get them a little younger. Though, That's fine. I, I've taught kids as young as like seven. So I'll just start there. Just start there. Keep, yeah. Keep tabs on them. Become like an aunt. Mm-hmm. Aunt. And then, uh, yeah. Oh, so many other people. Juliana Kopitek. I'm just thinking of all the people I even saw this past week in different capacities and just being like, all these people are amazing. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. And all these other organizations are doing great things, publishing chapbooks, festivals, magazines. Yeah. Like, you guys have yeah. such an amazing magazine. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you and I have a great connection in that Sad Mag's first national magazine nomination was for a piece that I wrote that right. you... Yeah, and it was your design that got nominated. That's true. We are a good team. We're a good team. It's really good. Well, it was so funny. That piece was awesome. I was like, it's a really ridiculous piece, and that's why it made me laugh that it was like, yeah, your. But you, the the design was beautiful. The illustrations were beautiful. It was um, Portia Beam. Portia Beam. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, I know that was. Yeah, I think it's one of my favorite pieces I've ever published, and the Uh, the way it looked was yeah. I, I actually feel like what I'd like to do eventually is publish like all the weird stuff that doesn't fit into oh, these yeah, other things. Like so like, yeah, yeah. Or maybe yeah. like make a smaller, almost like an art type book. Yes. Yeah. So make it a pop up. It would be. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be so great. Porsche's cats just jumping out. It. Yeah, it'd be really good. I mean, anything tactile. I'm just a child. Yeah. No, that's fair. <laughs> it can have like like when you have a board book that you can touch. Yes. It's like this Fuzzy. is a fluffy cat. This is like a scratchy cat. Imagine how expensive those are to make, though. I mean, just making our paper magazine I know. is so much. Yeah, Poetry's Dead's not that cheap, and it's way tinier and not yeah. doesn't have color. But it's perfect bound. Perfect. We can't... Color il- p- photos yeah. and stuff, yeah. Ugh, man, printing. Ugh, I wish it were cheaper, but also But I to get understand. the quality, yeah. you have to... You gotta yeah. put in that money. You and do. And, like, that, people are printing 
a lot less. Oh yeah. Which is gonna make everything more. Yeah. Um yeah. And like, you you only do two issues, right? Yeah. Yeah. Poetry's dead Sam too. Two yeah. issues. I it was too hard to do more. And like they're a little bit longer, so I think it evens out. I think so too. Yeah. And whatever. This just keeps everyone sane. I think so. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, what do you think of like the amount people are reading now? Like, does that worry you? Like I guess you're around a lot of Yeah, I feel like for me, I don't know what the sample sizes of people who aren't reading a lot. But I also think, I don't know, we can encourage our non-reading family, Mm -hmm. friends, whoever, people we know a a little bit more. Don't you feel like I've heard this, that like the really young generation are like not on social media and I think there's yeah they're on it less coming. yeah yeah and I think that's where probably a lot of this like chapbook stuff and other you know people starting their own publications all that kind of stuff is yeah. that's it's coming from that yeah like art book people want to engage yes art book fairs are huge the um, comics art book fairs are huge yeah. so people wanting to have tactile things people wanting to be physically engaged with an object yeah like like pottery, yeah. records, all these po- things. Yes. Yeah. Some of the young people on our board for Real Vancouver Writers Series, pottery, yeah. doing all of these beautiful things that, you know. Also, I feel like for so long, crafting was considered this, like, shitty thing. And it was just because it was associated with feminized practice. And that's also, like, completely changing and is total garbage. Yeah. And always was. Yeah. No, yeah. for sure. Like, it's okay for a man to be in his wood shop, potentially just, like, planing the same piece of wood for like five fucking hours and who cares but if a woman is delicately like tatting something yeah it's not useful but of course it's useful of course like if i wish i knew how to make a quilt oh me too i I did not get the seamstress jeans and i come from seamstresses and i'm shit oh really i can like hem yeah i can hem i can do buttons yeah i can do like minor things i can fix like if my strap breaks yeah i can but i could never make some beautiful garment not without a pattern. I don't even think I could then. It would be crooked, very crooked. Yeah, I don't have the patience really for detail work yeah. with my hands. Not so much. I know. Writing, editing, great. Mm-hmm. Talking about like things mm-hmm. in a deep, great. You dexterity, not good. Yeah, what is it about creative people that like make them not good at sports and stuff like that? I'm actually pretty good at sports. That's weird then. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very strong, good at sports. Well, shit. There goes yeah. my theory. But there's tons of other stuff I'm not good at. <laughs> but I couldn't play, like, baseball. Was I feel like that was too much of a thinking and sporting. <laughs> so what sports are you good at? Like basketball. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a – I need a bigger yeah. ball. I need a huge ball. <laughs> not these tiny balls. Get them out here. Yeah, that's true. I like the small balls. Yeah. Like, I, I like golf. Yeah. And, and softball. Yeah, yeah, I'm super scared of the it. The lazy sports. Softball's coming at me very, makes me very nervous. Well, but then... You Volleyball, great. I like that. Can't drink as easily. I like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I like floor hockey or street hockey I like. Yeah. Oh, I, I do like the idea that. that I can have a stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if enough. stuff goes wrong, I can just be like, get out! And yeah, just like yeah, 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 yeah. Attack some dudes. Did you ever have like another career choice planned out? Or are you always like, I want to be a writer? I always, no, I always wanted to write or act or do that kind of stuff. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like, I wasn't really, I also really loved science, but then I was like, what do I do with science? 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. They don't tell you shit all in high school. Oh, no. You don't get to know anything. Yeah, it's like... So, like, writing, at least I knew, like, well, you could be a journalist. You could write books. You could do mm-hmm. all of these things. Let alone content marketing. <laughs> totally. Like, we didn't even know that yet. Yeah, no one was telling me that I could be, like, writing copy. I hadn't even seen Mad Men yet. Well, that's the thing, right? <laughs> like, I like art, but I didn't know anything about advertising or totally until, like, university. Which is crazy, because it's like, obviously someone makes that stuff, but I just didn't think about it's changed so much now though there's way more of that stuff they already know and kids get to go to like arts umbrella and do all of these cool programs a friend of mine my friend alana green who's an architect and an artist she teaches kids architecture it's like the best and most amazing thing like and she's she shows me these pictures of the stuff they make out of like popsicle sticks or paper or foam or whatever and it's like the most cool shit you've ever seen it has a whole story behind it yeah like Instead of the stuff that gets built, that's just like, this is a glass building. Yep. It's shaped like a square with one round wall that makes no sense. Well, great. Hope, that sounds great. I hope these kids grow up and make some more interesting buildings. I here. hope so, too. Because it's all very gray. Like, Ugh. I was showing someone a downer. from out of town, like, the skyline. It's like, yeah, it's pretty, like, just, like, glass and gray. Like, the glass at least reflects things, and but, like... It's, it's not the bo- best. It's just boring. I don't know. I've it been- is boring. When they painted one of the big pink buildings down in the West End, um, like a grayish, I was like, no. no. Why would you do that? Yeah, one of my favorite buildings is a block for me. I live in the West End, and it's pink, and, I'm, and it just got a fresh coat, and I'm like, yes. They do it every couple years. I love they that. They pink it up, and it looks so beautiful, and there's like a cinder block wall behind it that where the parking garage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ramp goes down, also pink. It's I fucking it's my love fave. It. I mean, it's my fave. You should see. I mean, the city is going bananas over the mural fest. Everyone wants to take yeah. People want color in front. The alley beside my work, that alley oop. Oh yeah, I know the one. I mean, you the can't pink walk, and the yellow. You can't walk through there without five people taking. I have a never taken a photo in there until a couple of weeks ago when it was my birthday, and we Everyone walked has. through there. Everyone, has. and I was like, oh, this is you know what I've walked by here probably. 150 times yeah yeah now i'm finally gonna do it yeah but like people just want some color vancouver's starved for it obviously i agree it's so exciting and that yeah the other thing is people want artistry Mm -hmm. but they don't want to pay for it and they don't (laughs) like there's you know it's yeah the people that can afford it these fucking real estate developers Mm -hmm. They're not gonna spend no, extra money and, and on it's that. It's too much decision making. It's too much decision making, and, and they're what it is going and... through all of these other processes, and no. you know, like foreman fighting with this and whatever the fuck is going on. Yeah. Like, imagine asking someone to, you know, put some friggin' art up there too. Yeah, no, it, this is so much better. I'm really glad they're doing it. The city looks a million times better for it. it. Yeah, it's a lot more beautiful. Yeah, I love it. Um, all right, well. I think we're probably oh we're totally at time. That's awesome. We yeah. did it. We did it under the the sad mag lit lit sign. Yeah, giving us all our energy. Giving us our energy. <laughs> it's the middle of summer, so I still feel pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm alright, but you know, get a little bit more. Yeah, and it was great to it was great to meet your cats. I really I really love them. They love you too. I love sad mag, and I'm so glad that I got to be on this podcast. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Pam. You're great. Thanks. Bye. Bye. So White Poppy have come out with a new album. Funny enough, I learned about White Poppy on this very podcast when Jackie was hosting. It was one of her musical picks. 
before I was on it. Anyway, White Poppy is essentially Crystal Dorval, who writes, performs, produces, and records. She's from Victoria, I believe. Anyway, this is uh, a super dreamy, nice end of summer kind of vibe. Um, on a bizarre note, apparently the white poppy is something pacifists wear on Remembrance Day as a clapback, to use the parlance of our time, to red poppies, which they feel glorify war. Anyways, you think about that and listen to this track, Hypnotized by White Poppy from their new album, The Pink Haze of Love. (laughs) 